What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. Picture it. Donald Trump shows up at your church and sits right next to you. First reaction. Get the hell out of my church. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Get out. We re- I rebuke you, <laughs> Satan. I need all my prayer warriors to lay hands on the demon. Yeah, that's that's easy. I'd Get out of here. Call the ushers. Usher his ass out. Uh, escort this. As a matter of fact, let's jump his ass <laughs> before we escort him. We're, we're going to jump him and then ask for forgiveness. Right. Yeah, that, that was an easy peasy one. <laughs> hey. All right. I just wanted to, you know. I, I like to, that. Yeah, you know, in the setting of church. You know what? Sad to say, I feel like the church will be like, let's honor this great man. I, I, I mean, I've heard some folks say, you know, like, we should pray for him and and this and that. We should. I I I, I guess. I don't know. Really? I wouldn't want to waste my prayers on that, but you know, that's <sighs> you know, just the Bible, me. The Bible does say pray for your enemies. So mm. it's a good thing. Okay, first reaction. When you find out that your ex has been messing around with one of your first cousins. First reaction. Messy. 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 You gonna beat your cousin's ass? Mm. You gonna beat your beat your ex? Nah. Are you gonna? I'm not gonna go for um, violence. I feel like. Damn it, Danny. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not the answer I want, bro. Hey, it ain't about what you want, player. What you gonna do? <laughs> Are you gonna bust the window out of his car? I feel like I, you know, it'd be worthy to have a conversation about, you know, just because of. Okay, say they've been messing around for like three months. Relationship. But how, but how long have we been apart? Damn. You know? I, my it's first, an ex. An ex is an hey, ex. My first reaction is... I, I messy? Would, they're messy. I would want to talk about it or I would want to address it. You know what I mean? And figure out what's what. You won't, your first reaction when you pull up and see your cousin and your ex pulling up together at a family event, what are you going to say? Y'all messy. Messy. I can see that. See that? I, I really I, can't I, see that. I mean, I wouldn't talk shit behind their back. I would call it out right then and there. Would you feel betrayed by your cousin though? Because mm. he didn't say nothing. It's not like he got with your ex, but he didn't say anything. I possibly, maybe. Yeah. You know what's funny is, I mean, I feel like I don't you know, tell me you've been through this. Before. No, no, no. I haven't been through that, but I have seen. I have family who has been through that and seen it play out. Same, same. You know what I mean? And then yeah. even to learn about like the OGs and. Mm. And how they're that all that circle and who's been with who and who ended up with who and who had babies with who and all this shit. I'm like, damn, damn. drama. But for me, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's just my first reaction. Like, just, just like call it out right then messy. and there. Like, oh y'all messy. Oh y'all, ooh, okay. I mean, that kind of, that'd be really awkward too. You know, like, I know. It takes. I guess that takes some balls to to pull up. To pull up and just be comfortable and be cool with it. And, like, if you comfortable and cool with it and show up at a family thing, then you got to be cool with, like, the the reaction, you know? Because I feel like maybe other folks would feel the same way. Bless your heart. <laughs> maybe I'm too much of a saint, huh? No, you're... you're... <laughs> far from it, far from it. You work from a place of logic. 
Always. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome to For the Cultures Podcast. Jeez. I'm your host, D-Boy, in the building. And I'm your host, Bex Bumble. And we are excited to be here again, y'all. Just just a real quick acknowledgement that this is episode 30. Golos Fulu. Golos Fulu. <laughs> Ois, check out the oh, Samoan. That's oh, right. Ay, ay, ay. And it's just, a, it's just a special moment to reach 30. Yeah. You know, we in our 30s. Yeah. Feels good. Some of us are about to exit our 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. Bless your heart. Uh-huh. Um, so, really good to be here with your partner. I know. Man. Doing this thing for the we cultures. We pushed hard. We travailed. We pushed. And we're grateful. It's tired yeah. and <laughs> okay. drained. Let's be honest. We get... No pun intended. <laughs> know, but, you know, we do it. We do it. For the cultures. Yes. At even the end when of we're the day. tired. Yeah. And it just seems like you don't want to do it. It just feels good to be in the studio on the mics. Yee. Chopping it up. All right. As we always do, you know, if you would be so kind as to mm. um, ground us and bless us in this episode, um, again, or not again, but just want to say that it's March. And happy Women's History Month. History Month. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. celebrating the women's, the PI All women's. All the ladies. Um, celebrate them. So we're going to get into, you know, just the just the loveliness and the strength and the, the, the nurture, the nurturing spirit of all women, PI women. Yes. Uh, but before we do, Bex, would you, would you ground mm. us in prayer and a blessing? Yes. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for life, for good health, for love, for families, for jobs, our careers, everything that you have given to us. We are thankful for them, Lord. And right now, we just pray that you bless this conversation, bless this episode. Let this episode be great. Let this episode be insightful let it be a delight to the hearers of uh, our great listeners and we just pray a blessing over our listen, learn, listeners right now as they're driving as they're in the house maybe working out wherever they're wherever they are right now we pray a blessing over them bless their to and fro bless their schools bless their families bless their situation wherever they're at in life we pray a blessing over them and we pray that your peace that surpasses all understanding will rest upon each and every one of them. And we just want to pray a blessing over all the women out there that are listening. We just pray for more power, more boldness, and more courage for all our women out there that are really just doing great things. We just pray a blessing over them as well. And yeah, we just pray for good strength. Give us a fresh wind of strength right now even for some of some of those that are just feeling tired it's a monday just feeling out of strength we just pray that you give each and one of our listeners even including ourselves a new wave of strength so we can go upon our week and our day and it's in your matchless name we say all these things amen amen thank you thank you i feel grateful yeah i know that was a beautiful prayer it's crazy. It's like, it's always right after a prayer, we start feeling grateful, right? 
<sighs> we need to pray more. Just take a deep, everyone, Seriously. listeners, Bex, yeah. Tom over there. Let's all take a deep breath. Ready? Take a deep breath in. One, two, three. Blow that shit out. One, two, three. <sighs> Happy Monday, y'all. That felt good. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Again, happy Women's History Month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we're doing uh, for the month of March is we're highlighting Pacific Islander women in history. Mm. Um, this is a chance for us to look at the strength that we come from, look at the examples that we have in our history that we may or may not know about. Right. Right, and really just take time to appreciate it. And recognize all our awesome women. Absolutely. From the past to the present. Word. Yeah, we want to recognize everyone. Word. And so if you're um, an avid listener or this is your first time, yes. what we usually do, um, we have our segments. We have bruh. Mm-mm. And then we have our ICU. And then we ended up, we ended off with our chop it up. And today we're chopping it up about none other than Queen of the Kingdom, <laughs> Queen uh, Salote Dupo the Third. Yes. Yes. I'm excited about that. Yeah. All right. Bruh. Bruh, that sounds like a tired ass. Bro. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm hella tired. Why? Um, it's it's just been. It's been um. You overworking? Yes. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I don't want to say I'm feeling burnt out because, you know, I can't afford to burn out. Mm-mm. But it, I do feel tired just because it's like a lot of uh, mental work. Oh, right? right, right. That when when I'm done with when I'm done with work, I feel drained. But then you still got to, you know. Preach. You still got to do things at home and everything else and exist. And all I really want to do is just go home and plop. And just does that happen though? Sit and chill. Nah, not not often. I mean, I I get to chill maybe like nine ten, you know, real late in the evening. And sometimes I just stay up late because I want to be able to just chill when I should be taking my ass to sleep. Is it hard for you to unplug from work when you get home? Yeah, mm. yeah. I think it, I, it is hard to unplug because you know just constantly thinking about projects that I got going on and like wanting to continue to think through it all and just you know always asking myself like does it make sense uh, that's what are we doing what needs to get done right just right. always worried about it worried about things not moving on time and oh you perfectionist I know it's hard to people turn it off so yeah and, and even in you know like for for the bruh my brother this week is just for both of us to think about like how we've been or have you been failing at your self-care, right? Because I, th- mm. I think I've been reflecting on how like at the end of every episode, we always say, how are, you gonna, how are we going to take care of ourselves this week? And uh, every, every episode we got, we, we have something try. to say. We yeah. have something to say, right? Like how we're going to take care of ourselves and we say it, but I'll be honest and I'll own it and I'll say like, I have not done a lot of the things that I've said I would do, mm. you know. And I just want to uh, not even for one day own up and fess to it, fess up to it. I mean, I feel like there are things that I do that could be considered self care, like working out, right? Like, do 
doing my workout could be right. Like I, I feel like it could be my self care, but I feel like what really would be self care for me right now is to rest, unplug, mm. and, I, and mentally, maybe, mentally, yeah. Mm. I feel like the rest. I definitely do need the rest, but I also want to like unplug from work and do th- plug into things that are more fun, mm. more joyous, more family related more you know mm. like creating memories where we're not just doing like work all the time mm. you know and especially thinking about my niece and just how you know like well I'm at work all day she's at school all day and right, right. and then when we get when we get home we got to get ready and we go do the workouts then we get then after workout we come home and she got to get ready Ellen yeah get ready for bed and then we just you know do it over and it becomes this a repetitive thing and so i was just thinking right. like damn i need to schedule or not even schedule but just do things that are fun as well right because it can't just be all work damn because i mean even though the the exercising and the training is good for us it's it's just one piece of it right right like right. It, it can't that can't be the only self-care right so i don't know that's just something i've been thinking about you know like i said i read a book so I'm going to meditate, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I've really been failing at self-care. Damn, Gina. How about you? I'm family, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Right. On the same boat. I feel like this week I overworked myself. So, you know, now we're with working a, a, a second job. Mm-hmm. I'm over here just boom, boom, boom from one job to the next. Or even when I go home, I, I don't, um, I don't, um, I can't unplug i could but i don't Mm. and it's just i don't know there i don't know if it's the creative side in us that Mm. is just you know our wheel is constantly thinking of the the next thing Mm -hmm. if not the next thing then the best thing especially for our brand or whatever project we're you know we're a part of so yeah i always find myself constantly coming up with different ideas Kind of sitting with that, writing it down, and then looking up stuff that kind of is re- that's related to whatever is coming to mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess you could, I guess that's kind of fun. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I it, mean, does it, it feel like fun? It doesn't it's not draining, mm. but you know, it does it does take a t- it does suck strength out of me because mm-hmm. I know at the end of, at the end of everything I'm doing like whether it's researching online I do feel drained and tired after right. so it does kind of suck life out of me I feel you uh, on that I mean even shoot. like having the the you know the strength um suck that out of you right like even for us to be here right now it's it's like we're really fighting we're really pushing Mm. To be here, we got this. Mm, mm, this coffee, mm. this coffee is saving our life right now. Barely, but yeah, we got we got to come up with better tools, Danny boy. We, we I'm tired, I'm tired of saying that this is how we're going to take care of ourselves, and we go over there, go go home, and do some pusekias. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta hold ourselves accountable and figure out what that looks like. If we're not engaging in the self care that we say. We will. Like, we really have to. Only one good thing that's been coming out. I have been reading mm-hmm. my book that I just recently picked up from Amazon. But that's, that's it has, I haven't been consistent in my read, but I only, I've only, like, read, like, two times out of the week. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. 
I mean, you know, the self care. They're thing, a little sporadic. My self care is like the self care thing. Really, just has to be things that Consistent. fill our cup, mm. right? Because you know, do, for me, doing the same thing over and over again, it's not going to feel like self care because it's not. Maybe then it's not filling up my cup, but it's more so like another thing that I have to do. Right. Where if we switch it up, you know, and we do different things, that's that's what could help mm. sustain it. Maybe I don't know. It's all theoretical. Right. But let's just let's just hold ourselves accountable and be better and check. How we in, gonna, how we gonna hold ourselves accountable for this? Check in about it. Check ins. Check in about hey, you know, because you know how we check in with each mm. other when we're preparing for every episode is like, do you do your self care thing? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just just ask each other that and be honest. You know, it. we're gonna keep ourselves accountable this week. Mm-hmm. We're gonna post our self care. Mm. That's what we're gonna do. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that so we can show to each other that oh, okay, Danny boy's out there really. Taking a nice walk, just mm-hmm. have his has his headphones on, relaxing, and I'll post whatever. But I'll I'll make sure I say self care on it. Okay, let's How do about that. that. Let's do That's that. That's our accountability. Hashtag self care. Got it. In our stories. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there need we need better balance. I think it's balance, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it's perspective. Maybe the things that we're doing aren't necessarily draining, but it's the way we look at it. You know, the, our perception of it probably needs to change because even for the things that I love, I find myself, you know, getting tired of it, you know, like the work that I do, yeah, which is working, you know, we work in the behavioral health. Sometimes it feels draining and taxing, but then there are other times where I'm just like thriving and alive and feeling mm-hmm. great, you know, so mm-hmm. maybe it's some of, some of it has to do with that. Our perception needs to shift. Yeah. I mean, it's these valleys and peaks that... That's part of the the job, right? There. Right. Is is like there's a lot of ups and downs, emotionally, especially when we're all emotionally imbalanced ourselves. You know. Jeez, community is big. I've yeah. learned. I I I meet with my church community once a week, mm-hmm. and that has been the best thing for me. Like, in a, like since what maybe two years ago, where I used to always be just in a community of people, you know, church church setting-wise. Mm-hmm. But being around a community of people, we call this life group at my church, which is just a group of us in a circle, about 12 or 12, 12 14. And we're just all just connecting, you know, talking about things that we love, talk about God, and talk about whatever topic it is for the day. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, we get to be very vulnerable, very supportive, judge, you know, not, it's a non-judgmental place. And it's just a place where we get to be undone and free. And I really love that space. That space is, has held me down, and I look forward to that. That has been actually my self-care, you know, because I have to drive pretty far to, to go get my self-care. But it's worth the drive, you know. Mm-hmm. So community, I feel like that's a big key. What's one of the big things for you? I feel like um, what has been really helpful for me is unplugging. Mm. And and what I need to be better at is unplugging my phone, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> because when I'm when I'm just chilling at home and you know doing nothing but loafing on the couch and watching TV, like believe it or not, that that really does fill my cup, right? Like I watch different TV shows that make me think or that make me laugh, yeah. And that's what gives me joy right now. 
But where I get caught up is that I still have my phone right there and I'm still scrolling and right. tapping in with, you know, all the all the things the going latest. on and unnecessary things where I just... Unnecessary R. Kelly things. <laughs> <laughs> where things I just need to be plugged into is like right there in the moment of just chilling, loafing, watching TV. Bruh. You know, and that's it. Just, just... Being unplugged. What are your thoughts about that R. Kelly thing, real quick? Sign that, out. You that know? R. Kelly um, interview temper with Gail. <laughs> right? that, that temper tantrum. Uh, that was expected. Oh, Lordy. That was expected. Him diverting from the questions she was asking. And, and you know what? Gail was like. She was not having it. She was a prime example of emotional intelligence. Right. She's just, <laughs> she's just like sitting there. Okay, are you done yet? Right. Robert, Robert. Legs crossed. Robert. Like, Honey, are you done? <laughs> and, you know, I got to give it up to her, too, because with him getting up out of his seat and getting all hysterical and throwing his arms around and whining and shit like that, and she's she ain't pressed. Not at she's all. She's sitting there like, Ann, okay, are you over? Are you done with this now? Because you're trying to circumvent the questions I'm right. asking you, bruh. She was not having it. Shout out to Gail. Yeah. That's some she bullshit. I mean, that's a whole other episode. All right. She was, that was cool. Word. So my ICU for the week goes out to Kiana Numura. She is 22 years old, and she's a certified lash tech. Uh, she is currently living in Walnut Creek, but she is from San Jose, California. Go ahead, Danny boy. Say say it out loud. Say you're proud of San San Jose. <laughs> he loves he loves our town. No comment. Anyways, uh, just a little story, quick bio of this young lady. Um, in 2016 was the birth of the whole idea of doing eyelashes as a profession. She came across certain obstacles like finances and lack of motivation to continue her pursuit. So in 2017, she attempted to start her own press glitter business called Pre- Pretty in Glitter. But still something inside of her felt empty. Finally, at the end of 2018, she wanted to pick up from where she left off in the Lash Tech Pursuit. And by February of 2019, she became certified and has been she has been practicing on family and clients. So, um, yeah, so her calendar has been pretty full for uh, the month of March. And she is taking up clients for somebody who just got certified in February 2019. Okay, 22-year-old young lady doing great things. Okay, uh, look at her. Thinking, entrepreneur. Thinking business-minded. I That's love that. Right. Anyways, her um, her Instagram, if you guys want to look her up and, you know, go get your lashes did, uh, you can find her at uh, Lashes Aulile. Look at that name. Uh, okay. Lashes Aulile. And her personal Instagram is the real Racheta. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Look at these millennials. I'm telling you. So yeah, Kiana, I really appreciate you doing your thing out there for a young 22 year old entrepreneur just really starting starting um, back in her business. I'm so glad you picked it back up, girl. I see you. My I see you this week goes out to her royal highness. Honorable Frederica Tuita uh, Felipe. She is the great granddaughter of the woman that we're going to be speaking about today, Queen Salote Tupo III. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to recognize 
uh, Honorable Frederica because she uh, she responded to my message that I had um, hit her up on Twitter to nice. see to see if she would be um, if she would do us the honor of writing a bio of Queen Salote for us to read uh, today and. She she responded instantly and she was down to help and wow yeah she emailed us over uh, she emailed over the bio and just really she's that's sweet yeah just really like available right and and because she is of royalty right because she is hoeiki as they say in Mm -hmm. in, um, the Tongan culture was there a certain way that you had to kind of address her or approach her in your writing I definitely wanted to address her properly and so I had reached out to Paula to ask her like. You know, how do I address her and what what should I say and right. do I need to like I just want to I don't want to disrespect her right, right because yeah. of her status and and just do it you know like just to be cultural and, and be come correct right right um and so Paula helped me out and it was actually Paula's idea I thought it was a really good idea to <sighs> to ask um uh honorable Frederica that if she could write a bio for us to read, you know, versus us just looking things right. up. Um, but to give us, you know, like this brief bio that will come directly from a descendant of Queen Salote. I love it. Um, and just her being available and, and wanting to help um, just really means a lot. And I also follow her on social media. She's very active on Twitter. She mm. she, she be dropping knowledge for real, especially about Tongan culture. Okay. Um, and she's really passionate about different issues, especially with like climate change. Nice. Yeah, and and um, you know enhancing uh, the life in Tonga. Wow. Right. And, yeah. And just really um, having her people's um, best interests at heart. Mm. Yeah, she's just very, very graceful and very loving, and she's. She seems very down to earth and approachable. Right, yeah. Yet because of her status, you know, it's like kind of. It's kind of intimidating. Yeah, it's right? very intimidating. You know, like you just wanna, you just wanna do right by, um, addressing addressing of course, her. Yeah. Even if you know she is so, she seems so down to earth. Um, I believe also she did a series with the What It Do, called Princess Diaries, where she wrote a lot of pieces, and so I, I believe you can still check those out. On the what it do, um, and she's yeah, just just an awesome woman, and she comes from a great lineage, uh, legacy, dynasty, whatever you call it, all of those things, and so I just want to say, Your Royal Highness, Honorable Frederica Tuita Felipe, I see you. Woo. I feel like we had to take a nice <laughs> pause. Yeah, it's like okay, because even even trying to do the ICU, Sheesh. even trying to do the ICU was a little bit like I need to make sure I say this right. You know what's crazy too? Yeah, is that on Twitter she mentioned us. She mentioned that she listens. Like she said, she downloaded SoundCloud for the sole purpose of listening to our podcast. Look at look at you. And I was like, whoa, that's huge. You know what I'm saying? Like That's love. To have royalty Thank acknowledge you. us like that. Yeah. Like that's a big ass deal. Like we you know, we just got Hoeki out here listening to For the Culture. It's just no <laughs> it's no big deal. But inside, like 
it's hella big. That is it's a big a ass deal. That's that's a blessing. It we is a appreciate blessing. That. Yes, thank you. Recognizing two awesome young ladies, queens of our culture. Absolutely. That's awesome. I'm excited to get into this next part. Like I said earlier, we're going to chop it up about Queen Salote Dupont yes. the Third. You know, we're going to take a look back into P.I. history and really just learn about who the 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 women leaders were in our community, right? Mm. Who they were in our homelands. Right. Um, and really look at where we at today, right, it, with this knowledge and hopefully folks who know this, you know, this this helps revive the memories <laughs> and then those who may not know hopefully this helps inspire right right, right? and yeah. so um like i mentioned earlier as well honorable frederica wrote the bio for us um to read to share with everyone and so after the bio we're just gonna have a conversation right and really just, just chop a it conversation up about queen salote and what comes up for us and right. you know even what we think that you know, like uh, what Queen Salote would say to our generation, mm. right? Right. And yes. Who is our Queen Salote? Snap. <laughs> of uh, mm. of this generation, the modern day Queen Salote. Right. Where is she? Who is she? That's good. Born as Salote Mafileo Pilolevu, Her Late Majesty Queen Salote was born on the thirteenth of March, nineteen hundred at the royal palace in Nukualofa, Tonga, to Tupo II and Queen Lavania. At a time when marriages were a strategic tool for strengthening one's dominion, Salote's origins were as close as one could get to a love match. Her mother, Lavania, was not the preferred choice by the nobles and chiefs who played a critical part in selecting any monarch or future monarch's spouse. Lavania was seen by the nobles as low-ranking and an unsuitable match for Tupo II. However, Tupo II decided to marry Lavania when she insisted on sitting on the floor near the door and only brought one female relative with her when she was summoned to meet him for the first time. Lavania's humility was a quality her daughter would inherit and what would propel her memory through generations after her death. Queen Lavania passed away from tuberculosis when Salote was three years old. Apparently, Queen Lavania had attended the funeral of Ofakivavau, who was the other option of marriage for Tupo II, and contracted the disease there. Queen Salote's education was steered by a lady named Lesieli Tonga. Lesieli became like a mother figure to Queen Salote and stayed with her until she was sent to high school in Auckland, New Zealand. After five years at an all-girls school, Queen Salote received a message from her father to return to Tonga after her father was certain his second wife, which was the half-sister of rejected Ofakivavao, would not produce a male heir. Upon her return to Tonga, a 17-year-old Salote married Tungi Mailefihi, who was a direct descendant of the Tu'i Ha'atakalawa dynasty. Their union was looked upon favorably by the chiefs, as any descendants would inherit all three ruling dynasties, the Tu'i Tonga, Tu'i Kanakapolu, and the Tu'i Ha'atakalawa. 
Dubois II would not live to see his first grandchild, but it is said that while Queen Salote was pregnant with her first son, Dubois II placed his hand upon her stomach and said, Mahalopekoha kiitangata, might be a little boy. Upon his death, Queen Salote began her reign as queen and ruler of all of Tonga with her consort, Prince Tungi. Queen Salote is best known for her compositions, but was also a great advocate for women's rights within her kingdom. In 1951, she amended the Tongan constitution to allow women to vote. She also dedicated many initiatives towards the support of handcrafts and traditional goods women are responsible for creating, knowing that women are the sources of income in most low-income Tongan households. Through her unparalleled knowledge of Tongan culture and tradition, she was able to reaffirm the role of women in Tonga and stress the need for all young girls and women to pursue their education. Many of the roles her descendants and predecessors inherited were started by her, including being patron of the Red Cross, which has grown to become a vital source of aid when responding to community and national level crises and disasters, the latest being Tropical Cyclone Gida. Numerous community and women's initiatives such as Langafonua still exist today and are supported by her grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Queen Salote passed away in her Auckland residence, Atalanga, on December the 16th, 1965, and is buried at the royal tombs in the center of Nukualofa. Her granddaughter, Princess Salote Mafileo Pilolevu, is her last descendant to carry her name. Man, I feel like mm. I wanted to read more. That was that was enough. That, that was beautiful. Yeah. That was well written. I Thank f- you. I feel very, it's, it's very special to see. It almost feels very personable, right? Right. There are some things that might not be written in what we looked up, you know, with the, the, um, when Queen Salote was pregnant mm. and uh, King Tupo put his hand on her belly. Right. Like, that's very personal. Right. I, I loved it. What was coming wow. up for you, Bex, just hearing that story? What was coming up for you uh, learning about Queen Salote? Um, I really loved how um, how much of an advocate she was, you know, mm-hmm. that she was um, an advocate for women's rights within her kingdom, with her in her in her kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was like one thing that stood out because after watching a few videos of um, Queen Salote, the one you sent me, I thought they were um, they were, you know, everything that we kind of read off of her bio. There were expressions of that of um, that type of behavior or in her mannerisms and you know in some of the video footages that captured her in the community or just helping out people Mm -hmm. it really captures those captures those moments and I thought that that was one of the greatest um, highlights for me was that she was a huge advocate for women you Mm -hmm. know and um, what was the other thing that in 1951 she amended the Tongan constitution to allow women to vote that's huge right right you know like Women's rights. Women's rights. She definitely opened the door for that. And I just, I really love it. 
just in the earlier part of the story, how I spoke about, like, she modeled the humility of her mother. Mm-hmm. You know, at such a young age, like, three, you know, it was up until she was three years old, right? Because her mom passed when she was three. Right. So it's like, at a young age, she captured, you know, those things, you know, just little moments of her mom and witnessing her mom just, like, really being humble and just doing things that are just, like, you know, not the normal, you know? And I thought that was, like... Or our normal, right? Right, yeah. That one was my favorite, actually. That she... it it Again, in those videos, I'm sure those videos don't do justice of, like, all these... All their bio... Of this bio, definitely, but... She does represent humility, especially in that that ride in the, in, her, in the carriage. Yeah, you know, I felt like that was the greatest example of humility. Mm-hmm. Just her, just uh, yeah, for me too. I believe that um, when I learned about Queen Salote, that's something that I always think about because it's such a high level of humility. When um, that was at the coronation, right? The coronation of Queen, Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth II in London. And this, you know, there was the whole procession, right? Like a bunch of dignitaries and nobles and just all these important people in this procession all going to greet and uh, celebrate, right? The the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II. And it was raining, Mm -hmm. right? It was raining and everybody who was in the procession, they had had their carriages or they had, you know, all their rides. It was all covered, right, to right. protect the the folks in there. And the only one who didn't have her carriage covered was Queen Salote. Come on. And the reason why she did that was because, you know, it, her tongue and culture, it's disrespectful to 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 do that, in, you know, in the presence of royalty. Mm. And what I really take away from that that example is that even though she's a queen herself, right. You know, she's she's in London. She's um, honoring Queen Elizabeth II, right? And for her to pay her respect and to stay true to her culture, right? she didn't cover her carriage. Like, she, it's okay for her to be rained on and take the soaking. Yeah. Um, because that's, that, that's her way of respecting uh, Queen Elizabeth's status. Right. Right, and that's just so, like... That's just so boss to me. You know what so I mean? Humble. Like that, very humble, but also very powerful in the sense of like, I'm a I'm a queen, and I and I could you know be covered. I could at least just have somebody hold an umbrella over me. Right. But I'm gonna do this because you're you're a queen, and I respect you. It, it just shows to me is like I'm you know as a, a male, right? Right. It just shows this respect as women. Um, you know, like the idea of like holding up each other's crowns, right? right? Like here you have two women who are queens in a in a monarchy where like there's many of men who are um, in power and in rule, right? Right. But here they are supporting one another. Right. It's just it's just very beautiful to me. I've always loved that particular story. Yeah. Or that particular occasion. Yeah, because. At that moment, she could have stayed consistent with, you know, all everyone else and just, you know, just yeah. had the, what, what, do you, what do you call that? that sh- the cover. The cover. Mm-hmm. She could have just stuck with that. But one thing that showed humility to me, I think I read this in one of the, in, in an article, one of her articles, is that she wanted to 
be just like the the regular Schmegler Joes out there who are literally in the rain, you know, in the pouring rain, being witnesses to this whole coronation experience, you know, mm, like mm-hmm. she's watching everyone just being, you know, the rain being poured on and they're just like, you know. With just, the people. Yeah, but they're cheerful. And when her 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 car, her carriage came passing by, they, there was a, there was an article that I read that um, they one young man said that he assumed that that was the queen's carriage. Mm. That was coming up because it had the loudest scream, but when they when that carriage got close, they noticed that it was the Queen of Tonga mm. that had the the most screams out of all. Like right. it's crazy how they thought they assumed that it was you know Queen Elizabeth, but when it got close, it was Queen Salote, and it was because she stood out. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. She stood and what a way out. to stand out, right? Because I mean, she's already she's already someone who stands out right, right. in her. Um, and many of the writings about her and things that are mentioned is that she's a very tall woman. Right, right. Right, and so her presence and her stature, it it's... It stands it, out. It's demanding. Right. Right, when stepping into a space, not only because you're royalty, but because of your um, your physicality, right? Mm. Your presence. Yeah. And she stood out because, not because of that, but because of her actions. Yes. Right? To the point of where I believe... The Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth herself, was very moved by her, her spirit, by her gesture and her right. spirit, of course. To then where she, you know, she she paid a visit to uh, Tonga a couple of years after, right? Right, and it was a big thing in Tonga. There's also a video of that that we'll put into the details and things, but just to see that play out, right? It's like this this relationship that's being built off of just being cultural, right? And just being respectful and hu- and uh, having humility. It's a boss, boss move right there. She's a boss. In this book um, that my grandma gave me, um, written by Elizabeth Wood Elm, it's uh, a biography of Queen Salote of Tonga. The story of an era from 1900 to 1965, there was a... Um, a passage in there that said she was a master strategist, mm. right? And thinking about that, it's all a part of, you know, like maybe the, the strategery of things, right? Like really building these relationships with uh, power, not only inside, but outside of the islands as well, right? Mm. The Commonwealth. Right. And um, just thinking how smart right how smart and intelligent that that was or or she must have been right like especially with her emphasis on um education right right, right. education especially for young women and young girls right she's ay 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 what else coming up for you i don't know i i, I wish I mean, I couldn't find too much on the composition, the material, as far as, like, you know, she wrote some stuff, right? Is oh, she wrote, yeah, she wrote poetry, poetry. She wrote songs. I think I found one on YouTube. It was um, a professor, a doctor. She was a she was a professor in New Zealand. She read a poem. It was in Tongan, but I, obviously I couldn't understand it. I wish I could, but I wish I could actually read some of her poems or if there's anybody out there that could send me her poems in English, <laughs> that would be nice. I would love to kind of know that poetic side, the poetry side of her, the poet side of her. That would be pretty cool. 
You know what we should do? What's that? We should identify all the different hats Queen Salote wore. Mm-hmm. She was a queen. Mm-hmm. She was an advocate, mm-hmm. an activist, a writer, a poet. What else? A mother. A mother, a grandmother. A queen. A queen. <laughs> what else? She was, I know there's she, more. She's a noble. She was a noble woman. Um, With great humility. Just all kind of hats. She's an educator. Yeah. A composer. A composer. A poet. Did she teach dance? She taught dance as well, right? No? I didn't. I'm not sure. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot already. Right. She wore many hats. And I feel like that's such a, that's so true to women, right? That women wear so many hats. Mm. And, Mm. you know, as mothers... As mm. daughters, as sisters, as what wives, right? As leaders, you know, there's a lot that rests on the shoulders and the embrace of women. And Queen Salote is a prime example of what all of that looks like, right? And and just even how her legacy has carried on through her children, her grandchildren, and great grandchildren. And we'll continue on because of it, right? Right. Like, that's beautiful. That's that's legacy. Wow. And also, it mentioned that there was a lady that um, became a mother to her. Oh, mother figure? Oh, yeah. yeah. Lesieli? Yeah. Who Who is she? She is she just a, another... I believe she was a, a teacher? She was the teacher? Of hers? All of these connections from, like, her going to an all-girls school in New Zealand, right? Right. To her having this mother figure. It's just her just being exposed to certain things, man. All these things. And even her mom, the influences of her mom, at least up until three years old. Like, there was a lot of things that that helped mold her. and be A lot of women. A lot of women. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. Right. Gosh. It's no wonder why she had a heart to give to women, you know, and to be a voice for the voiceless, you mm-hmm. know. And to continue um, empowering women. Yes. Right? I really loved in the bio how it talked about, you know, like thinking back to how they, it said that she was a master strategist, right? Like mm-hmm. even Queen Salote knowing that women in lower income families in Tonga, yeah. right, were the breadwinners and ones who brought in the the money for their families through their crafts mm-hmm. and, and traditional goods, like to have such an emphasis on that to help um, ensure that folks' livelihood is sustainable. Right, right, um, like right. Like that's some queen shit right there. That's some boss shit. Like you, use a boss ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no disrespect. Right, but, but just to um, just to really make ensure that women are paid what they deserve right right? and that they're able to sustain their families right that part right that part it's such a it's such a different level of um holding each other's crown right thinking back to like how she She thought inheritance like Mm -hmm. she thought legacy right she thought like i gotta teach my people something so they can teach their children and their children's children. Like she just thought long in the future. Yeah. Like she what do you was call that? Big, what do like you, like the bigger picture. Yeah. She's right. seen the bigger picture and she knew where to invest and how to invest. That is 
that blows my mind. That's powerful. That's that's vision. That's strong visionary. That's intelligence. Oh my gosh. And, and it's it's true because you see this with Honorable uh, Frederica, right? Like just in the bio she wrote about how her legacy and the work that she has, that Queen Salote did back in the day, it still carries on through so many of them, even with wow. the initiatives, right? Right, right, right. With these initiatives, such as uh, Langa Fonua, that still exist today, right? And it's supported by her family. That's by her, beautiful. By her heirs, yeah. It's, that's sustainability, right? And that's the kind of legacy we all want to leave behind for our families and our children. And so what do we need to do to ensure that we do, the, we do this for our families, that we follow in Queen Salote's footsteps? Man, Queen Salote was all about investing, mm, like I giving like back. I like, like But she was also about learning, sitting mm. under the right people and gleaning from them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like she is a strategist for real. <laughs> she was a woman with a mission. She knew that she was called on this on this earth, on this planet to do something great. She had a responsibility. She had responsibility and she was sensitive to Mother Nature, to the earth, to know what she is called to do. And she would master. She thrived at that in that place. Mm-hmm. She was excellent. That was, that's brown excellence right there. <laughs> you know, something that I uh, was paying attention to in looking at the different videos on YouTube and and even just some of the images that I've seen is that um, Queen Salote always had her purse. Aww. <laughs> you know, she did. Her, I, think I, I think I remember noticing that. Yeah. Yeah, on her, um, you know, around her wrist and so hanging. So cute. Yeah. I just always, I, I really um, appreciated seeing that. I don't know why that was a detail that I paid attention to, but for some reason it just reminded me of like um, my late grandmother's A and her purse and right. just other women and their purses, right? And, like, <laughs> I, I don't know why it was something the that purse. I paid attention to, but I just thought that that was so, so beautiful. Right. Yeah, and then even to think, um, what also made, made me pay attention to that was that um, Honorable Frederica did a post recently uh, where she talked about finding one of uh, Queen Salote's purses in, you know, in the family stuff. And just really being um, taken back by it because she actually found she the picture she posted was of Queen Salote and there was an actress who was um, curtsying in front of her. And Queen Salote had this white purse. Mm. And so, yeah, if you want to um, go out and check that story, it's really cool. But just to think about how something as little as that was it just caught my attention. It just really caught my attention, made me think about, like, how that's such a, a, a woman right? Um, a woman thing, right? right, to have a person. She's a queen, and you think she wouldn't need that, but no, she had her bag right there. Right. Who knows what she had up in there? Maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, like a, a strap in there, too, or something. Had, you know. <laughs> she had something. She had, she had the pen, you know, she had to sign things off. But let's talk off. about the carriage again. I, I can't get past this whole carriage experience. Because, again, in few articles that we, you and I have kind of read through, there was a picture of her just smiling, mm-hmm. looking super happy, hand up, waving, while the rain is just, while being drenched in water, you know, mm-hmm. the rain, you know. 
I don't know who does that. Right. She was literally adorned in royal glam, you know, the royal majestic wardrobe, you know, the I'm sure she had a crown on. She had everything that was like royal, whatever royalty wore at that during that time, she had it on. And she was not worried about a damn thing. Mm. All she was focused on was connecting with the people. Right. That's it. It's a wrap. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the ultimate that's the ultimate sign of respect, right? Oh my gosh. Just, for, just, for her to come down. To be so uncomfortable, right? To come down to To the where the people are at mm-hmm. and just make visible to them and just say, Hey, like it's I'm like despite the the rain, I'm still gonna, you know, be happy because this is a time to celebrate and just connecting with people. And, you know, the way certain articles explain it, like there was like just a powerful engagement with the crowd and her, there's just strong interaction with everyone just being super cheerful and then she's getting into it. Like, I, just, I feel like I was there. <laughs> I feel like I was, I got to watch the whole thing. They, they had a video clip of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What do you, what do you take away from that? Like, could you see yourself doing something similar to that in terms of, Man. in terms of um, showing respect in that type of manner, right? Because I feel like you know, in you know, in today's society, or even in many of our lives, like we all right. achieve a certain level of success, or we all have these different labels. But, right. but would you be able to? Do like would you be able to bring yourself down to such a level to show uh, respect to someone else who, who you know, right? Who has um, the same level of success or or is you know someone of uh, importance? Right. Could we do that? That's, I think I I don't feel like our experiences are the same. But I can relate to some degree because of where I was a few years ago. I was someone of at least high importance and, and, you know, I was held at a high regard in in the church community. Mm -hmm. You know, they Mm -hmm. they respected just who I was and what I was doing at the time. And on the where I am now, you know, I, I feel like now I'm at the place where I don't know if I don't know if I should say I'm not respected because you know I I feel like I am I just not the respect is not really shown to me as it was back then. Right. But now I am from I am working from this place of behind the scene. Like I'm still doing everything I did in the past, mm-hmm. but now I'm doing it more in the secret place and more in the individual one-on-one work, you know. Versus like, versus being on the main stage, yeah. you're more in the crowd. Yeah, working with the folks one yeah. on one versus and th- and this is the thing like I had recent opportunities to be back to kind of climb my way back in these certain platforms that was kind of similar to the same platform I had, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to work from this place now, from a place where I'm more relatable and where I can connect more and where I feel like I'm just you know I feel like this is the connection I want to make I don't want to I don't want to be up there I don't want to be seen not in the public eye right yeah I want to be I want to work from this place I want to work from a place of just you know being more humble you know it is a, it is a much more humble experience but 
it's not doing it for humility, but it's doing it from humility. I right, 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 exactly. So it's, uh, it's a new experience for me, and I love it. But, you know, like I said, it's not too much of, it's not a similar experience, but I, I understand that one, I don't know if it's that feeling that she, that she had before, you know, like kind of dealing with that question with the, that guy, the, the other person that was sitting in the carriage, you know, cause I'm sure that. Oh, he wanted to like help cover help, her, yeah. right? But at that moment, she probably had to make a quick decision. Should I do what, what everybody else is doing? Or should I just do what I know is right? I mean, I feel like she didn't have to make a quick decision. I felt like she knew what she was going to do in that moment because it was culturally. It uh, was the norm for it, her. It was a part of her culture. She Her value right, right. to be so humble is like, no question. Like, no, don't cover me. Where I come from, th- that's a sign of disrespect. Right. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to show, I'm going to, you know, what do you call that in Psalm 1? Like, not mawalalo, but just, just puno, right? Just bow, like not bow down in that sense, right? But just really show that level of respect of like, I'm, I'm going to endure this because I respect you in such a way. Mm. So I feel like she didn't have to make that right. quick decision. It was like she was going to. And I'm sure there's many other ways to interpret what she, the deed, you know, the, yeah. whatever she, the act that she did. Like that's, that's one way. Another way was just, you know, my way of just, you know, that it all comes down to humility at the end of the day, you know. And I really respect um, your example because I, I feel like I didn't ask that question correctly. But I think the essence of what I was trying to say was like, could we bring ourselves down from our high horses, right? Right. Or like from our titles to be to be present with, you know, other, you know, in other people's spaces. Right. And not really like use our status to also promote ourselves but to just show respect for others but i really like what you said because um it makes me think about like how i view my style of leadership right right because of you know being in spaces where you where i facilitate a lot or um working with uh, youth or working with the community right i can really be put or, or seen on this pedestal, but what I want, but I don't want to be on the pedestal. I want to be down. I want to be eye level with everyone, right? And work with folks that way, right? That's 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 what I value. That's what's important to me. That's my um, that's my sense of humility, right? Right? Yeah. Because, and I also feel like that's because I've seen folks who have titles, who have these different statuses and are not able to come down mm. from it and don't want to learn, right? Like they've, a... they've learned it and they, they've mastered it and so they they deserve respect, you know? And I think if we can like have that but also still be able to come down and learn from others, you know, even if they're younger than you, um, because I know that's one of the hardest things, right? Is like you look at someone who's young and think, what do you know? Right, right. And they they might have a lot to give. Right. You never know, right? Yeah. So just really being able to bring ourselves down a notch um, to show respect and humility for others is right. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. She obviously, when you have a love for people and, you know, she, you can tell she's just a woman that is just, 
that carries empathy and compassion and sensitivity for people. When you carry that type of love for people, it's just natural. That that type, that form of like humility just comes out of you without even thinking, you know, mm-hmm. like versus, you know, not to dis- no disrespect to the, you know, Queen, Queen Elizabeth and everyone else. But, you know, their their focus was a lot more different because, you know, they had to focus on themselves, you know, and whatever they were wearing and how to just kind of protect whatever they've been ch- taught to keep to maintain at a, you know, at an honorable level as far as image. Different cultures. Different cultures. Different cultures, for Their real. culture said, nope, keep this up, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah, versus her culture said, nope, this is where I'm comfortable at. Let's do it. Let's keep it this way, you right. know. And that was, that was different. And that was a, the most impacting. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that, that got the most impact out of, like, Queen Elizabeth pulling up. Because they said, there's one article that said that, as the as her carriage was coming up, they everyone thought it was Queen Elizabeth pulling up closer, but it was Queen Salute, mm-hmm. just with a big smile waving, throwing up the West Side. Not just <laughs> <laughs> so. Last question, Bex. Yes. What message do you think Queen Salute Tupo the Third hmm. would deliver to this generation? Oh my gosh. Education is one. Mm. She would be a strong advocate of education, just like she was in the past. Um, I don't know. I think she would... I don't even think she would use many words. I think her example will allow us to step out um, fearlessly, you know, without mm. fear mm-hmm. and without questioning of who we are, like... Every everything that she stands for and all the, all the work that she's done and paved the way for, that has already kind of built us for us to be, to walk in an, another level of freedom for us to know where we are and where we stand. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she would pro, I mean she would encourage her work alone should already allow us to feel more confident in, you know, doing work in 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 the most in the places where. We feel most threatened or, um, what is it, more intimidated by. Mm-hmm. Because she was not intimidated by que- the Queen Elizabeth in that, in, that, in that realm. There was no intimidation at all for her. And I felt like that example right there is one of the greatest examples for me because it shows me that there's not anything, there's not one thing, there's not a job nor a platform or a place where I can go, where I know I can't, where I know I can't succeed succeed or thrive Mm -hmm. like that example right there was like the one for me she's fearless absolutely she's resilient she's faithful (sighs) she is yeah what about you i feel like the message that queen salote would deliver to this generation is to one be humble Mm. uh and two to empower women Mm. right and um Short and sweet. Yeah, short and sweet. I, I, I believe that we all, you know, especially men, right? Men can play a huge role in empowering women um, to be them best selves, to be their best selves, right? Right. Um, to love them unconditionally and to love them uh, the way they need to be loved, right, and supported. Um, 
I think just with, you know, um, being able to help raise my niece and wanting to empower her, you know, as a woman, you know, as a male, right? Like I can only empower her so much. Right. There also needs to be the, the influence of women, but I know that I can play a part in um, empowering her as a woman, right? To stand up and to believe in herself and mm. to validate her and to speak life into her. Right. And so I feel like Queen Salote would deliver that message of empowering empowering women, meaning not just women empowering each other, but also men playing the part in empowering our young women to nice be them best to be their best selves right. to uh, take positions of power right to um, to demand uh, a level of respect but to also be humble mm. right right because just how graceful and how strategic she was right like I I really I really admire her her for that and so <laughs> strategist yeah her humility and her empowerment are are just um what stand out to me mm. so I, I feel like that's what she would that would be the message she would deliver i dig it <laughs> she's dope she's dope yeah i think in closing we just Let's just recognize the good things, the good characteristics, you know, of Queen Salote before closing. I feel like that would be a great way to kind of end. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I recognize her as being fearless. Yeah, uh, she was independent. She was strong. She was a trailblazer. She was a a, a woman of noble. She was a noble woman. Um, she was a visionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? She was awesome. Right. <laughs> she was... Uh, she was humble. You mentioned that she yeah, was she's very humble. Yeah, she's humble. Humble AF. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a steward. She was empowering. Yeah. Just a steward of her land, a steward mm. of her culture. Um, she never wavered in that. Mm-mm. It was... That was with her everywhere. Yeah. Culture was with her everywhere she traveled. Mm-hmm. Nothing changed. She never wavered in her beliefs, in her values, in her culture. That was always a part of her, and she stood by that. Yeah. And that's Queen Salote. Yeah. Come on, somebody. So want to say thank you so much to Queen Salote for your example. Yes. You know, and for your legacy that you leave behind and just how, you know, we see it playing out through your... Um, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. Mm. Uh, we all have examples to look up to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her examples, uh, they are our inheritance. Hey. <laughs> they live on. They live on. They live in and through us. Thank you so much, Queen Salote, for being an amazing example. And even to her grandchild that... Her great-grandchild. Great-grandchild. Honorable uh, Frederica. Man. Thank you for... Thank you, Fre- Frederica. Honorable Frederica. Yes, thank you for uh, giving us the the bio and for tapping in and for tapping into for, for the cultures. Yes, thank you so much. Let's say it. Let's say it one time. Queen Salote, I, I see you. you. Come on. <laughs> oh oh man. man, what a great um, just conversation. You know, it's always 
it's just always meaningful to be able to recognize PI women in her story. The queen. Yeah. Man. So we got to get up out of here, Bex. Yes. Yes, sir. How are you going to take care of yourself this week? Um, first of all, I'm going to keep myself accountable <laughs> and go <laughs> send you my little uh, self-care uh, video. So I'm going to post it this week. Word. So Don't forget you? to put that in your stories and then we'll... God we help gotta, me, man. We got to tag uh, for the cultures page so we could throw it up there. You know what? And everybody else, all our listeners, go ahead and join uh, us with this. Self- <laughs> let's all be accountable to our self-care this tag week. Tag us. Show us your self-care so we can pick up some cool tips from you guys. But Word. yeah. Well, what about you, Danny boy? I'm going to unplug. Okay. Yeah. Unplug. Uh, you know, once work is done, I'm going to do my best and uh, leave it at work. Mm. And even if I start to think about it, I'm going to try to correct it right then and there and do something fun. You know, even if it's just being present, I want to be at home and be present and be with family and okay. do fun things. And I'm also going to unplug from social media. Mm. You know, I'm not going to lie to myself and say I'm not going to, you know, do you know, some thumb exercises set real Set restrictions. Yeah, I'm going to set the restrictions, time limit, you know, and just make sure to be more present and off of social media, off of the devices and and just yeah, you know, do things to take care of myself. So I'm gonna do the same. I like it. I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna post it up on uh, social media. Unplug. Uh that'll be the time I'm plugged in. <laughs> and then I'll unplug I was gonna after. say first of all, you were supposed to be unplugged. <laughs> I'm gonna plug in to do that and then I'll unplug afterwards. Come so on. Cool. That's what's up. Word. Ah <sighs> all right y'all it's about that time. We gotta get up out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in again tapping in with us as always um we are going to continue on with our series for the month of march and continue to honor and highlight pi women in her story independent throw your hands up (laughs) (laughs) you got anything before we get up out of here no let's go enjoy y'all monday all right y'all take care of yourselves we up out of here peace love and happiness peace what are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture.